Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we live? We're live. We're live. All right. I'm Lauren Taylor. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. Nice. <laughs> and here we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to... Media and pop culture. And the world around us. And the world around which us. Which we live and breathe in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are, you, what are you into lately? Mind Hunter. You know what? You're like the eighth person who mentioned that to me. I didn't love the first season. Uh-huh. Or I liked it, but I thought it was like, it went too much into this boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. But this season, it's really just about going into like serial killers' minds. Yeah. I had a patient who I just sent home yesterday who told me that he, that that's something that the patient's totally into and recommended to me. Yeah, and I always like David Fincher, but the second season is really bringing it. Yeah, it kind of reminds... Right, I think that's what the patient said to me too, it, but it sounds very Silence of the Lambs-ishy, right? It is. But it's, it's not medical at all. Uh, I mean, it's not medical. No, it's no. like psychiatry. So why are we talking about it? Well, I mean, I know, we've talked about psychiatry before. We so have kind talked of about is. that. Yeah. We've talked about serial killers before. It's behavioral sciences. Right. So we no, could stretch yeah. it. It could right. be a little bit. Which is one of the, I don't know if we ever talked about, there were a couple of shows that really got me into becoming a doctor. One of them was St. Elsewhere, which we yeah. talked about with Denzel Washington. And which I looked up because your last episode we talked about it. Right. And so I wanted to see if we got the character's name right. We did not. But David Morse is the actor. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we said Peter Morse on Oh, the, Peter Morse. Oh, okay. So, correction. Yeah. But, David Morse. Yes. Thank so, I've you. seen that actor in a lot. You're right. He plays a lot of bad guys. Right. Now. But he was like the sweetest, yeah. nicest guy. But then. I read like the synopsis on like a lot of the plots in it. That seems like a dark show. I thought it was more... Yeah. I mean, you, what you said seemed dark, but apparently... It went dark. Yeah. But it started so, sort of uplifting, you know, like mm-hmm. this ragtag hospital with this group of yeah. docs trying to do good. But the other show that I watched that really got me interested in medicine, even though I was already interested in medicine. So one was St. Elsewhere and the other one was Quincy. Quincy, I don't know. Right, which also totally dates me. And and uh, How long was that one on? That was on for a while with Jack Klugman, the guy from uh, The Odd Couple. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and he plays a medical examiner. Mm-hmm. You know, a coroner who has to solve the death of the week kind of thing. Oh, I could be into that. Right, I so think. it's kind of like Mindhunter, I okay. think, to some degree a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so I thought I wanted to be a... Path- and, and that route, you actually become a pathologist first, and then you become a medical examiner, coroner or something. Okay. You know, and, and you figure out why people died and bullet trajectories and all that stuff. It was super sexy in with Jack Klugman playing this yeah, Quincy. Yeah, like way before CSI. Way before, yeah. Okay. So he was... So I really loved it, uh, but... But then at the end of the day, pathology just, you know, it's too much looking under a microscope and not enough hanging out in the field and being like a policeman. Although maybe it is in some places. I don't know. But that was the other show for me, bringing it all back to Mindhunter. Is that the name yeah. of the show? Yeah. So, yeah. Mindhunter, they talked to like a lot of serial killers you know, like Charles Manson. But they did a whole story, which I feel naive not knowing about. But I didn't know about the Atlanta murderer that killed like 30 children back in like 81 i think i had do you remember that i don't know anything about that yeah so it goes all into that i didn't know anything about it either i know nothing john snow so yeah they're all based on real serial killings that happened yeah see i'm not i'm not into the whole serial killer thing like that all that stuff 
My wife kind of likes yeah. that stuff, like the act and just like weird stuff. So she might like it. Do you like? She like, might like it. Yeah. David Fincher style, like um, he did, like Fight Club. Yeah, I love Zodiac, Fight Club. So maybe you'll like yeah. the style. It's possible. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. So who knows? Okay. So what are we doing this week on Gross Anatomy podcast? This week, kind of danced around it a little bit. We but danced. The rise of like plant-based diets. Yeah. Um. We've talked about how you, you know, kind of eat more of a vegan lifestyle. Have we talked about it? A little bit. On the show or just to, in general? No, just we've like about it's it. come up a little bit in topics, but you've never like yeah. said how you got there, right. or what you used to eat, or what you used to weigh. Like, right. you've never really gotten right. into it. And a lot of, a reason that I wanted to get into it is because a lot of celebrities are like speaking their views now, and all of these foods and all these restaurants especially in LA you go to the impossible burgers yeah. everywhere and it's like, pretty cool and exciting yeah and everyone's although you know, it's weird it is weird and everyone's promoting this plant-based diet which yeah you know I've been a vegetarian for a long time and um what was your reason for going vegetarian uh I well I felt, you didn't know that this was an interview show did you yeah mm-hmm. I wanted to interview yeah, you yeah Lauren tell me but no it's I feel like it sounds Was it because you like animals or yes, you thought was. meat was yucky? It was. Because you like animals. Right. Yeah. And I felt like a hypocrite. Right. Because Why? I would be against going to the zoos and like animals in cages and mistreatment of animals. Yeah. And I would eat animals. Yeah. So then I thought I should stop this if I'm going to be speaking this way. Good for you. Yeah. So it's my funny. My parents thought it was just a phase. And right. Especially being All Italian. They too. put like meat and sauce and like everything they would so sneak it would they sneak it in there <laughs> no my, they actually my mom's sweet she makes the sauce separate now. no i mean back then did she sneak it in no but they did take me to a nutritionist because they were worried not a psychiatrist they did not at least know, at least they didn't take you to a psychiatrist yeah, yeah being an italian and then living in oklahoma like it was hard to eat back in the day well my wife you know talking about it, it has been a vegetarian pretty much since she was a kid as well and oddly strangely her mother is a butcher's daughter. So, I mean, they grew up also with meat, and meat was a part of their life, and her mother grew up owning, their family owned a butcher shop and everything. I didn't know that. But, yeah, so it's it's very difficult. And my mother-in-law loves meat and all sorts of meat. And so she was thrilled when I married my wife because I was the biggest meat eater in the world. (laughs) You know, I loved it, you know. Um, And we would cook together, and and she used to joke around that I was the daughter she never had, (laughs) even though she has two daughters, not just my wife, and she has another daughter too. So, so, um, So I was a huge meat eater, but I married a vegetarian, and the other crazy thing is I grew up with no animals. That's not true. We had amphibians, Mm -hmm. and we had fish. Mm -hmm. So we had, like, salamanders and frogs, uh, but we didn't have any, you know, domesticated house pets at right. all. Not only that, I must admit, I hated domesticated <laughs> animals, which is totally bizarre. Like, right. I used to think it's not okay to have animals in the house. You should leave them in the wild. Don't bring them in the home. Don't domesticate them. They don't belong in a home. Mm-hmm. So I married a vegetarian and a crazy animal lover of animals in the home, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And for a while, well, right away I had animals sleeping on my head and stuff, <laughs> but, but I was eating meat, and my eldest daughter loved meat, so we used to, um, you know, we would still eat meat together, but then just over the years, um, A, because she was, we, she didn't eat meat, so I would eat less and less of it mm-hmm. um, in general, so I kind of lost the taste a little bit, 
So A, my wife vegetarian or pescatarian, whatever you want to say. So I, I definitely had less meat around the house and stuff like that. See, but, and that's interesting to me too that you – because people ask me that about my husband and I don't think he eats less meat. No? Like last night was the first time maybe ever in my entire life I made burgers. Like I didn't know what mm. I was doing. I had to ask him how long to flip it just because that's what he wanted. And wow. I made myself a black bean burger. But yeah. Uh, he said it was fine, but I was just like, yeah. I don't, yeah. Interesting. I'm able to, it didn't make me sick or anything, but I don't. Yeah. And what's funny is at in the beginning, she even would actually, for years, she would occasionally cook meat and stuff for us. Like mm-hmm. my mother-in-law got us this rotisserie thing and she would make this really good rotisserie chicken and she'd make good chicken soup with real chicken in it. Um, and she didn't cook the steaks. I would always make the steaks or and I would do the barbecue stuff. Um, so she didn't really do meat. She did chicken and chicken soup and things like that for me. Uh, so A, I lost the taste and then B, so it was just that, you know, we wouldn't have it that often because I, it was more I wanted to accommodate kind of thing because uh-huh. I'm a total wimp, you know, so, um, <laughs> with a ton of animals and, and then there's a, there's a doctor who I'm friends with here at the hospital where I work, um, and over the years, he kind of transformed himself um, to looking, you know, amazing. Mm-hmm. And I would ask him about it, and he said, yeah, I'm vegan. And in the beginning, I thought, yeah, you're a psychopath, weirdo, nut job. <laughs> you know, and... and um, vegan is very hard. It, I'm not that. Right. But no, no, not... I don't mean hard. It was like... like it, growing up, at least, or or even twenty years ago, people associated vegan with like nuts. You know, you, you yeah. were vegan. Oh, you were weird. You know, yeah. vegan automatically equaled weird. Yeah. It really did, yeah. and even to some degree, vegetarian equaled yeah. weird. Like I remember going to, in college back in New York, upstate New York, at Binghamton, there was the food co-op, and I remember the food co-op were all like weirdos. You know, who would have hummus, you know, and and uh, alfalfa. And hair and right. And, you know, they were a little stinky and, you know, whatever. And, you yeah. know, you would have hummus on a piece of pita, uh-huh. you know, and, and it was kind of weird. It was it was thought as, as, and it was always these crunchy, weird things. So um, it's funny. I kind of make fun of myself and my kids make fun of me that I've become that weirdo a little bit. Uh-huh. Although it's becoming... You know, That's funny. So it was just a natural like slide for you, kind of. So I so this one doctor who who became a vegan, I would ask him about it a little bit. You know what his motivation was and da da da. And he told me he kept he would always tell me about the book. This book he read called the China Study. Have we ever discussed this yes, book? Yes, we have discussed the China on, Study on our show. Bit. Yeah, well, yes, and I put a post about it like way back in the day. First, right. So people won't remember. Right, and it's the most boring book in the world. It basically. Keep saying the same thing for however many hundred pages it is. Mm-hmm. Basically, you need, you know, the book should be cliff notes for sure. Monarch notes or cliff notes or whatever they call it today. Mm-hmm. Really, you could sum it up probably in two or three pages. Okay. Um, but the premise of the book is that um, they did a study where they took, uh, yeah, I think we discussed yeah, it. The- um, they took mice and they, and they gave them... Um, a, a known toxin that potentially causes cancer to both to two groups of mice, and then one group they fed a plant-based diet, the other group they fed an uh, animal protein-based diet, and sure enough, all of the animal protein diet mice with that toxin got cancer or tumors, and none of the plant-based protein group got tumors. Mm-hmm. Um, then they took the 
half that got tumors and then divided those in half to say, okay, let's keep half of them still on the animal base and put half of them now, split them and put half of them on plant-based. And sure enough, the plant-based ones regressed, got better, improved, Mm -hmm. and the animal-based ones continued to die, basically. And so... It was pretty interesting. And, yeah. and then they also talk about heart people with really bad heart disease who are told, you know, you're going to die. And this doctor said, if you're willing to trust me and go on the program and be pure plant-based. And, and he, you know, showed patient after patient after patient who got better. You know, we're told you're going to die if you, who got better. Yeah. And between that and my wife, who's a, who, in addition to being a vegetarian, also being a health very health conscious athlete, superwoman, whatever. So between her and just trying to keep up with her mm-hmm. and the unfortunate reality of I'm about to turn 50. It's this, exciting, yeah, actually. Yeah, oh, it's really exciting. So <laughs> I'm turning 50 in December. So that scary thought. And then, you know, we're at this age where you hear about people you know dropping dead kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. oh, And then a lot of other of my friends seem to be, you know, the more successful ones seem to be in shape and doing well. So all of that stuff just kind Mm -hmm. of motivated me to trying to go plant-based. And do you feel better? I feel way better. Wow. So that's great. Yeah. And I don't know. And a a big part of it could be just psychological. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you read all these other things, you hear all these other things that animal products uh, and then the movie what the health did we did we ever talk about what the yeah, health we- so it's a really compelling movie and it's somewhat mm-hmm. entertaining and i watched it with my wife as well and it really kind of helps put you over you know if you're thinking about it really makes you realize a you're hurting the environment mm-hmm. you know with with animals um for food right um and you're causing inflammation in your body dairy meat causes inflammation in our body so i think i have some autoimmune tendencies in my body like rheumatoid arthritis kind of stuff and i definitely feel like when i'm more religious vegan although i'm i'm i call myself an irreligious vegan or Mm -hmm. i strive to be vegan when i'm religious i feel better when i'm less religious and cheating i notice a lot of those weird aches and pains and itches and things yeah you're probably right about the dairy i don't think i'll ever be able to be a vegan but i mean cutting back on those things sounds like something i should do as far as like dairy yeah i don't think they make a whole point of you know dairy like are we really supposed to be eating the milk of other animals yeah like it's when you kind of break it down it kind of sounds really bizarre um, well, there was another documentary recently, like Natalie Portman's one of the celebrities that's went vegan and is right. very vocal about it. Right. But she did a documentary. She produced and narrated this document documentary called Eating Animals. Mm-hmm. I guess it was, I think, last year. Did you see it? I haven't. It's apparently based on um, Jonathan Saffron. F- F- Four. Four. Yeah, yeah. His uh, book, his mm-hmm. 2009 book, Eating Animals. But I didn't see it. But supposedly it's like... The ethical, moral, you know, obligation that we have to be vegan. So yeah. I don't know. I might go really hardcore. Yeah. No, I, I, I maybe I will watch. I should try to. But, um, but it's funny, you know. You, you, you meant, you know, the whole celebrity craze now mm-hmm. with diets and all that stuff. Yeah, there are all these celebrities that I don't know if because it's popular or just because it's like a way for them to be their skinniest. Mm-hmm. If that's why. They're just, like, going vegan now. Beyonce, Jay-Z. Right. 
Well, and less, less and less weird people, which is good for veganism too. For yeah, a while, like, it was just weird people. I people. didn't wouldn't think it was like, like Beyonce people who were thought Jay- of fairly Z- normal, yeah. like Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah, I would think they would Jay-Z have Jay like, Z is vegan. Strict diets. But Isn't apparently... uh, Tom Brady vegan? No, he's on that one diet that is just so restrictive. Like you can't even have nightshades, which is like peppers and like all that stuff. But I think he still eats some peppers, kinds tomatoes, of yeah. and uh, eggplant. Yeah, because so... that supposedly causes inflammation too. Mm-hmm. I thought one of the quarterbacks and his wife are who's married to the the model wife. Uh, he is right. But I'm pretty sure. I thought not. they were vegan. Someone said they were vegan. Maybe not. I don't know. I thought their diet consisted of like some meats. I don't know. And they're, you know... Or maybe they're pescatarian. Nobody knows. Yeah. It's a mystery. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I don't think you have to... You have to be all or none. I think, mm-hmm. I think in general, I mean, I think moderation is, is a good thing. But then I was going to ask you as a doctor, my brother, who making fun of me all these years for being a vegetarian and saying he was going to eat double the meat just to, like, try to get me to stop or just to make me go crazy... Mm. Um, he has actually started becoming more of a vegetarian, or he switched that. And why? At the grocery store the other day, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get trezo. I'm actually gonna get soy trezo." And I was like, "All right, well, you might wanna. That's great. I'm happy for you, but you might wanna go easy on that because even me being a vegetarian all these years, it sometimes bothers my stomach if I have too much soy." And right. he was like, "That's funny that you say that because my stomach was upset the other day." And I was like, "Yeah, you have to when you can't." Just like I think you can't just dramatically change your diet like that after being a meat eater for so many years. I don't know if you can just go on to like substitute soy for all your meat. Like I don't. I feel like that could. I don't. Well, I I think yeah. I I think everybody has not everybody. I think a lot of people have certain foods that irritate them and and don't necessarily agree with them. And it could even be nightshades or it could be cucumber in some people. It could be things with certain amount of roughage that just bug them. I think there are certain foods that tend to irritate people more. I think a lot of people, almost always, almost all people probably have some lactose or dairy intolerance. Like mm-hmm. I, I notice whenever I have a lot of dairy or, or even have any dairy, I notice I get phlegmy. And I think it's probably an allergic type or an inflammatory type mm-hmm. reaction that causes it. Um, but in terms of I mean, it's possible do too much of anything I think is bad. Right. I was just wondering, like, what you would suggest as far as, like, if someone was a meat eater all their lives, would you say just go cold turkey, just stop eating meat if you want to? I would recommend going cold turkey only because I think it, it depends why they're doing it. If they're doing it for health reasons and they're trying to really drastically change their health, I often think it's easier with anything mm-hmm. to be religious, to be fanatical, mm-hmm. because it's hard to do moderation in the in the beginning. Right. It's much easier to, to go fanatical with something so that there's no like, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, should I, can I? You know, you, you don't have to... You don't have to have that free thought to decide. Well, that makes sense, especially if it's for health reasons. Right. Kind of so, like AA, like you can't just have... Just, right. You have to oh, stop. I'm just going to have a couple yeah. of drinks yeah. or, or I'm just going to smoke one cigarette. Yeah. I, so, I, so I do recommend to patients, I say, try it religiously, although I kind of base it on different patients. And some people have different kinds of mentalities, you know, and just are brought up a certain way. So some people I'll try to just back down dairy in some people and say, try not having dairy for a while. See how you feel. Okay. Um... But but I but if someone's like 
all gung-ho and on board and wants to do something, I say, you know what? It's easier being religious and, and you want to see if it really helps. That's I true. say, do it whole, totally for four to six weeks. See how you feel. Then start slowly introducing stuff if, if you do feel better and if it works for you in terms of going vegan. Have you ever had... I mean, I'm sure you've had patients that have come in and have cancer and had led a very healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So... Are they just... Vegans more get cancer too. Than, yeah, are they yeah. more pissed off because they've been trying so I hard? Or? I don't know. I don't know. Because um, I, I mean, if it was proven, I mean, I agree with you that I mean, and pretty much all doctors agree that eating less meat is better for you. I right. feel, especially right. these days. But that they can't prove that it, you know, it will stop you from getting cancer if you're a vegan. Or no. I think more and more. But the thinking is, vegans. the more meat you eat, the higher your cancer risk, especially colon cancer. I mean, that just came out. You know, okay. eating eating meat. Uh, it was just recently announced. I don't remember where, and I don't remember by who, but it was just recently announced that the more meat you eat, the higher risk of colon cancer and other cancers too. Well, maybe that's another reason for the spread of like all the impossible burgers on every menu. Like yeah, all these for studies sure. are coming out. But the at the end of the day, we really don't know that much about those products mm-hmm. either. Well, apparently on Wednesday, the Food and Drug Administration just announced that the Impossible Burger would be allowed to be sold in supermarkets. Right. And that's not my favorite because... I've What's the Impossible Burger? It's like, it's the one that actually tastes like meat. Right. That's why, why? I don't like How? it. It's, um, so I looked that up because I was curious. Yeah. It's H-E-M-E. Heme. Heme. Yeah. Like hemoglobin. Heme. So, yeah. So that's like, it gives it more like iron bloody flavor. Right. Like, exactly. That's exactly why I don't like right. it. And interestingly, they don't get it, you know, we have hemoglobins, our blood, you know, our blood is mm-hmm. hemoglobin, which carries oxygen. But this is not animal heme. I guess that's why the FDA had to prove it. It's from soybean. I right. Think. Soy plant based. Soybean roots. That's right. What it's from. Heme. And mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing that they figured out. Hey, we could get this molecule heme, which makes blood, you know, makes that bloody meat type of consistency, mm. um, they realize. And let's put that into these burgers. Yeah, so meat eaters can feel like, like it more. Right. But every time, it, now they took, like, the black bean burger off to make way for all these, I don't know, right. meat eaters. And now so, I'm eating this burger that tastes more like meat, and I'm like, I don't like this. Right, right. I've had it too, and I kind of mm. feel same thing. Like, same. It tastes too, I've kind of lost the taste for meat a little and a little grossed out by meat, mm-hmm. except for now and then I kind of might crave it. So when I've eaten it, I kind of feel like, ugh. Yeah, I, know. I, I prefer the a veggie yeah. burger. Me too. And yeah. I don't know, the owner of Whole Foods apparently came out kind of against it as well, right. saying it's like it's more processed and we don't know if it's better for you than right. eating meat. Well, getting back to my friend who who's this vegan guy who who set me on this path. He's a he's a raw ve- not a raw vegan, but he doesn't eat processed. So he won't eat soy and tofu and processed crap. He won't go to those vegan restaurants where they have all these different, you know, Stuff pseudo like instead of meat. Right. He doesn't eat that, you know. He's oh. a real ve- healthy vegan. He'll have honey, interestingly, because honey comes from bees, right. which isn't considered purely vegan. Uh, but he he tries to avoid honey just for the sugar load of things. But um, yeah, so he's a because he doesn't believe in all the processed things or oils and and like he's really a religious vegan. I guess that's the point John Mackey, who is the co-founder of Whole Foods, was saying too. He but he was also saying. 
he gets that people can't live his lifestyle because he lives they like that, just like you know raw fruits and vegetables right. and all that stuff. So of course he can come out and say, you know, I don't know how much better this is for you because right. he's living. But the Whole Foods actually best has diet. a good has a good vegetarian uh, a veggie burger, and I don't know what it's called. I think it's like three ninety five is their thing, huh. but it's like a thin. Maybe it's a Beyond Burger. See, yeah, that's a very popular one, too. And I think Beyond Meat is the one I prefer. Right. Which is also plant-based, like from beans, I think. Like a type of bean. But it doesn't do the bleeding thing. Yeah. But it's... but it's. Yeah. And apparently in May, Beyond Meat had the best IPO so far. In 2019, surging more than 163%. Yeah. So, and it's in all these restaurants now. Red Robin, Burger King, White Castle... Actually, didn't uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken? One of the chicken companies this week is is starting a Beyond Nugget, a Chicken McNugget or something. Is it Kentucky Fried Chicken? It may be Kentucky know. Fried Chicken. Maybe. I just heard it on the news that it's being released this week. Some I mean, yeah, veggie I don't go to these nugget. fast food places. Me anyways, neither. I don't know that it's going to make me go to no. them. But I mean, obviously, they wouldn't be selling it if they didn't think they could make money off right. of it. Right. But I wonder if all these processed things. Are going to turn out to be bad too. That's what I was wondering too, especially with the Impossible Burger. But now I know what they're adding to it um, to make it taste more like meat. I don't know. I don't feel like enough studies have been done. But it's kind of like you're saying. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where they flip flop for years. Just like coffee, they're always like, "Oh, it's bad for you. Oh, it's good for you. It's bad for you. It's good for you." Yeah. Part of it is, is you know, these industries are billion-dollar industries. So that's true. Who knows who's doing the study? Right. You always got to look that up too. Right. That is a very good point. I didn't think about that, though. That must be frustrating me a doctor because you, I mean, you only have the, the information, the research that you're given. Yeah. That's available. Yeah. So you have to make the best decisions based on that. Yeah. And, like, the whole the whole mercury and fish thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's... Whatever happened with that? I don't know. It's, it's out of vogue. But, I mean, for the most part, people do try to limit, you know, eating those fish. Mm-hmm. Um... It's not in vogue right now, so now we're talking about other things, I feel like, to some degree. Yeah, that was weird, because you would hear about in sushi. Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Remember Jeremy Piven had to cancel... He got made fun of. I think he's pretty much not in Hollywood because he canceled his Broadway show. He did, he's gone. Because of Mercury Report. He's disappeared. I guess people were just really made fun of him for that. Apparently, going vegan does kind of help the environment. I thought this was an interesting conversation. So, apparently, there's arguments that a vegan diet is bad for the environment. Really? The basis for those articles is focused on the impact of food miles, which I never thought about. So, like, in New York City, if you don't have tropical fruit, it all has to, like, travel to you. So, all the emission from all these, like, trucks is going to store these fruits and vegetables that you wouldn't normally have in what they call food miles. But don't... Don't animals have to go on the same food miles? But the thing is, and the argument or the debate with that is animal agriculture is responsible for 18% of all emissions. And transportation is only responsible for 13%. So if you could just lower animal emissions, it would help a lot. I mean, because that's like the number one cause of greenhouse gas emissions. That's, according to the UN's climate report, ruining our planet. You know, interestingly, more and more restaurants are are becoming or are having vegan options in their restaurants too yes what like are your favorite vegan like options like a lot of people like like you know vegan like 
crumbles like for their taco right. and to replace oh, yeah, taco yeah, yeah, meat. Yeah. Like that's something I like, so we can still have like taco nights. Like right. What are your favorite? So I um I like um Brussels sprouts in a frying pan with or even in a baking it with garlic mm-hmm. and dates. Ooh, I haven't tried that with dates. Yeah, Maybe it's very good recipe. with dates and garlic. So you just put, what, like a little olive oil in the pan? I use either avocado oil or olive oil. Mm. And then I try to bake the garlic first in oil okay. so it really gets nice and soft. Then I take that soft garlic, add it to the Brussels sprouts Ooh. that have already been cooking that with dates, mm-hmm. with some garlic salt too. And it's really good. All right. Yeah. I'm going to try that recipe. And it's good to get it crispy, too. I like it crispy. Yes. Um, but there's a good vegan restaurant called Crossroads. Is it in Beverly Hills? Um, no, it's like Melrose-ish okay. area. And it's kind of fancy. It's uh, an Israeli chef. It's kind of high-end. You wouldn't necessarily know it were vegan. Okay. Uh, and it's it's pretty yummy. Isn't there some Thai place that's really good and vegan that you guys get? Bodhi Thai. Bodhi Thai. Bodhi Thai. Nothing great. In Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's close by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, too. We do a lot of that. Any other snacks or anything you'd recommend? Vegan snacks? Apparently, the actress Leah Michelle eats a lot of goji berries. Oh, yeah. Like, that's no. her way of I eat a vegan lot of nuts. snacking. I eat a lot of nuts. Yeah. Cashews. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Gross Anatomy Podcast. Dot com. And like us, love us, find us, hate us. Write to us, question us, give us comments, give us ideas. We'd really, 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 really love it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.